Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast, helping to improve the understanding and treatment of pain across the world through education, advice from experts in the field, personal stories from those living well with pain, and more. A modern approach to pain treatment, management, and education, while helping to bring the patient voice back to healthcare. This is the Modern Pain Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Cardula. What is going on, everybody? This is Mark Cardula, lead faculty and CEO here at Modern Pain Care, where we make you the complete clinician. This week, we have a little different format for the podcast, as you've probably heard. Jared and I have been doing a kind of coaching mentoring program. We've been uh, kind of launching our real first cohort of uh, folks that have been going through it and uh, really been enjoying it. I think it's been the way we'd like to teach going forward because it gives us that kind of one-on-one ability to really dive into somebody's practice to really give the kind of mentoring and coaching that we wish we had. Um, that some I did get a bit in fellowship, but uh, was not maybe as tailored at times to, to my specific needs. But uh, yeah, hence we created this coaching program. And then today we're going to have one of our coaching clinicians come in and kind of talk about his experience and where he was at and how it's uh, been for him. But uh, let's let's bring everybody in. So first, Jared. Jared Hall, how are you doing, sir? I am doing uh, fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I've got uh, two of my good buddies getting married, one tonight and one tomorrow. So this is just going to be a weekend of weddings and parties with a bunch of my friends. So it starts tonight and then we're going to do brunch all day tomorrow and hang out at the Arboretum in Dallas and then go to a wedding tomorrow night. And then I'm going to recover on Sunday. Just going to say, did you? I hope you just have some built-in recovery. Two weddings. You, you've been a wedding machine. I, I, every time I talk to you, you're on some bachelor party or some wedding or some, some you know, it's, that's just like a, been a full-time job for you these days. Yeah, it's that it's that stage of life, I guess, you know, kind of kind of mid to late 20s and early 30s. That's, I guess, usually when everybody gets married. Apparently, apparently, I, I guess I do remember where it seemed like every weekend in the summers I was I was doing the wedding thing. But cool. Cool, man. Uh, have fun. Pack the Advil. Should be a good time for you. Um, Kyle Euro, you're uh, obviously one of our coaching uh, clinicians, and we've obviously enjoyed getting to know Kyle. But Kyle, if you don't, uh, we know you, but if you don't mind introducing yourself a little bit to the folks who are um, listening. Yeah, so I am a, uh, I guess, really fresh new grad from the University of Delaware. I graduated the end of December and uh, got a quick first-time job. But when I was entering the, the clinical world, you know, as, as most of us new grads are, it was a little, uh, little overwhelming and daunting. And I had been following Jared and some of the other guys on Instagram throughout my, my schooling. And I kind of just really liked their, their style and their platform. And so when I reached out to Jared one day, he told me about a, a mentorship. And here I am about 10, 10 weeks in, 11 weeks in. Eight weeks in, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, so you're you're in the new grad space that uh, Jared and I, you know, as we've been working with you and other folks in the similar, it's it's been bringing back kind of memories, maybe PTSD type situations of, of some of the things you deal with when you're a, a new grad coming into the profession. It can kind of be a uh, existential crisis, destabilizing experience. But what are, what are some of the like big issues you felt like kind of transitioning from what you're taught in school and kind of how you're instructed in school and then what you see to when some of the patients are staring you in the eyes after, uh, you know, when you're going into the treatment room, what, what were been some of the big kind of problems that you faced kind of trans- making that transition? Yeah, I think, I mean, in school, everything was really kind of drilled into us for, you know, all of our special tests and all of our 
hands-on skills and all of our interventions and all that kind of stuff and then you get a real person that sits down in front of you and you start to try to talk to them and you realize that in your head you're just thinking okay what special tests do i know what, what do i know here like how am i going to do any of this because i've got three more patients coming in after this eval and i'm still treating a patient and then you miss the entire story of the patient and then you're just hoping I, at least i found myself a little kind of blind fire, firing the first couple of weeks with just ah i know this is what i need to do rather than hey what did this person just tell me and just kind of listen and go from there yeah yeah the the, the communication piece uh can be can be huge and the, you know the I always talk with students and we obviously I've lectured students and work with university students regularly, but you guys get caught, taught kind of that normative way of communicating with people where it's just like, I need to get to a treatment threshold and question through like, you know, what's, what's, what do I remember on my PowerPoints and in my treatment based, you know, classification schemes and, and test item clusters and stuff. Um, but often you could, you, you miss the story. Um, Jared, any other thoughts you have for Kyle or questions you want to throw at him as far as kind of the, where, where he's at? You, you're a little bit more close to the to his stage than I am um, I'm obviously it's I'm gray although nobody can tell because I'm bald as I'll get out but uh, um, what, what, what are the kind of things you saw in yourself as you kind of saw Kyle kind of navigating through things yeah I mean well we actually talked about this last night on on our coaching call was that like I had a professor when I was in school who told me hey that first year out of school you actually learn more than your entire time in school. And I never really like, you know, I didn't really believe him. I was like, man, I'm learning so much in school. You're like, you're full of crap. Maybe the, maybe for those other people, right? Those other people that aren't paying attention in class, like they'll learn more that first year out of school. Uh, but he was absolutely right. And it, it, it's not maybe as much the didactic stuff, but you, you, you know, develop clinical pattern recognition and you develop like comfort with communication and interaction. You develop comfort with developing a, you know, a uh, plan of care and a treatment approach and that sort of stuff. But the big thing that I think that I didn't have, you know, myself coming out of school is I was just trying to figure out that stuff myself. And I was just like, you know, like, I guess a Roomba, right? Like I'm trying to figure out my algorithm and I'm just like driving around the, the, the room of, of treatment, bumping into walls and like, nope, that's not the way. Oh, nope, that's not the way. Get stuck on the rug and I'm stuck on the rug for like three months, dry needling everybody that comes in and then you know, like my battery runs out, right? And I can't find my docking station. Like that was my first year of clinical practice. And yes, I just came up with the Roomba analogy on a fly and I like it and I'm going to run with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be, be, just, yeah. Pretty much just keep your eyes on Instagram. I'm sure you'll see some Roomba uh, graphics and uh, you'll probably run with that for a week or two, I can imagine, right? Nick Hanna, if you're listening, do not steal that and beat me to it because I know you're good at graphics. Um, no, but like... <laughs> I guess, you know, like I wish that I had somebody to actually already give me the framework of the house. Like, hey, man, here's the blueprint. Here's like what it looks like. Here's like, don't go in there. That's that's where you get stuck. That's that rug that you don't want to get hung on. And, you know, that's where you fall off the back steps. Like, don't go that direction. Um, so, you know, I can't speak for Kyle, but, you know, what I know that you and I are hoping is that especially somebody coming out of school, we can lay out that that framework, lay out that blueprint and kind of say, hey, man, maybe don't go down that pathway. Here's here's where you need to go. And, and you give a lot more feedback a lot quicker. So you develop that treatment algorithm or that approach of clinical reasoning a lot quicker than maybe you would. So so maybe instead of 
that first year out of school taking a year, maybe you get to the point in, you know, three or four or five months that you would be at a year, a year and a half out. Yeah, I think oh, sorry. I, say, I think that's been the, the most helpful part of the whole mentorship is, you know, coming right out of internships where you have a CI who has a license, and you have to practice under their license. And maybe the things I learned in school were different than what my CI is comfortable with. And so you have this mis- mismatch between who you want to become as a clinician, but you still follow what your CI is as a clinician. And so coming out of these internships, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. But in the back of my head, it's like, well, this is not what my professors did. This isn't what my my CIs did. This isn't what I've seen other clinicians do. Like, am I wrong to think this way? Am I wrong to try to do something that may be seen as, like, different? And so kind of the most beneficial thing that I've gotten is just, like, the peace of mind. And like that. You know, I think every time I ask a question or every time I, you know, we talk about a case or just, like, the principles about how to be a clinician, it's always... I feel like you guys have done a good job of seeing who all the people are in the cohort as a clinician and like guiding them down their direction of it rather than saying like, no, like this is what I would do as Jared Hall or Mark or, you know, these kind of people. And it's just like, no, like here's the principle, here's the concept, take it with your personality, your your clinical style and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, mean, these past eight weeks, I've just, like I was telling Jared last night, it's kind of like, like two weeks ago, I feel like I've just kind of hit a little bit more of a stride because I'm just more confident in my clinical approach and knowing that, you know, at least my concepts are the right way. And it's now just about more repetition, more experience and more of all that kind of stuff. So it's been really helpful in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's I always felt when I was in your stage, like, man, I, you know, I, I, I it, all my repetitions were just chucking mud at the wall, like Jared said, maybe not the Roomba, but it was just chucking everything at the patient and then just like... <laughs> fingers crossed, like hopefully at the end of that 30, 45, maybe an hour, if I had with the patient, they're coming out the better end. And then I realized it, once I learned like the clinical process that obviously we're, we're working with you on and, and others with is God, now I can actually learn from the freaking patient in front of me. I don't have to like repeat, like the chuck into the mud. Cause I didn't have no idea which part of that mud that actually stuck that actually made a difference. But, um, you know, now with the process, you can actually make your clinic a classroom, which is, is, is beneficial. So instead of just running technique after technique and not knowing which one's doing which you, you kind of can kind of see your clinical patterns forming and things like that have you found it helpful to be a little bit more efficient in clinic as far as to kind of start getting this uh you know process down versus the you know the Roomba chuck and mud approach have, have you seen that kind of come to fruition in your experience yeah so <clears throat> currently the 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 place I'm working at I have about three patients an hour so there's not really a whole lot of room for, you know, erroneous mud chucking. It's a matter of, you know, I got to find these, these bricks that I can stack a little bit easier, you know, a little bit, a little bit more hardened than just mud. And uh, so going through more of the, the test, retest, you know, kind of stuff like that and really kind of having a good idea of what I want to do with like the first 20 minutes, like this one-on-one that I have with my patient before the, the next one start rolling in has definitely helped, you know, just from a time efficiency, time efficiency standpoint, but also like an effectiveness standpoint where I'm not just like, ah, let's try these five things as I'm trying to watch another page. It's like, Hey, you know, today's plan. I've got these three things. I'm going to hope for the best, see if something changes. If not, you know, I I know I've got next time, but I know kind of along the way, like I've already chucked these, these piles of mud and this one stuck. So you know, just from that regard, it's been, it's been much easier knowing that I have, you know, at least some sort of framework going into each patient just from the, the volume that I'm seeing currently. 
for sure, man. I mean, I've seen, I, I think it's been, I, w- I was looking at the calendar. I think it's been about, you know, like, I think you're like 10 weeks in right now. And it's been for me, super fun to watch like growth, right? Cause we see each other every single week on these calls. We, we shoot a few text messages throughout the week. We do the deep dive calls and stuff like that. So to kind of see your thought process evolve in like super rapidly, <laughs> A, I'm jealous of because, uh, you know, I was a little bit slower to, <laughs> to get there. Uh, so I'm jealous of that. But it's been it's been really, really cool to watch on a week by week basis to see uh, that growth occur and kind of refinement of thinking. And uh, honestly, I, I would even say a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say I don't want to use the word humbleness, but like, you know, clinical clinical, uh, you know, I guess clinical humbleness where you're like, okay, like I, I'm, I'm starting to figure out the gray area a little bit more. I don't like have to be right. I don't necessarily have to know the answer, but I, I have kind of like a thought process and approach and a kind of a test retest and assessment style now that you don't get like, you don't seem to get nearly as stressed out uh, at this point as you did even a couple of months ago when you're looking at patients in clinic and maybe something isn't working right away or you you know you're not sure what to what to tell them. Um, but aside from that, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is a lot of the side conversations. You know, a lot of the things that come up that aren't uh, like a hundred percent clinically driven, and you know maybe it's life driven, maybe it's work driven, maybe it's you know personal growth, maybe it's education. And uh, you know I think a lot of people people have asked Mark and I, like, what is this kind of, what does this program look like? What does it look like to, to interact, you know, through this, through this mentorship interface or whatever it is? I was wondering if you could just speak to your experience and kind of, kind of give perspective on how you've enjoyed it and what it looks like from, you know, the actual, the person who is engaging in the mentorship from your side of things. Yeah. So I think just sitting in on both the calls, um, there's there's a pretty wide variety of clinicians you know the more seasoned clinicians the the more recent new grads and then the the brand new new grads and you can at least for me i can kind of see you know the more seasoned clinicians they're a little bit more clinical case-by-case questions they're a little bit more refined in their craft they kind of they've got a little bit more settled and you know just from that standpoint it's more like hey i need this help for this case is like how do i learn this kind of stuff and i feel a lot of my questions there's a couple of cases that i've talked about but it's a lot more like hey what is physical therapy you know answering all the questions that i might not have really gotten in school you know how do i how do i kind of snowball my career how do i you know take the first steps to kind of get where i want to be five six seven ten years down the uh, down the way so i think you know there's a lot of benefit just from what i've watched with every kind of aspect of you know where you're at currently in your practice and for me I feel like at some point, you know, I'll have all the I'll have more of the knowledge uh, about case by case and you know how to treat this specific thing, this this particular thing. But I went in wanting to ask more about, you know, how do I how do I form myself as a clinician, you know, more of the the concepts and like the the guiding principle kind of stuff. And that's where I think it's been the most helpful because it's just all the things that I thought about in school that my professors didn't answer or I didn't ask because I didn't think my professors would answer and that kind of stuff. So it's just been really nice to kind of know that some of my frameworks are, you know, maybe in the right direction. Maybe I was, you know, going off the path a little bit and, you know, now I'm steered on the right way. But from that regard, I think it's definitely kind of just snowballed me and propelled me 
the like you were kind of just saying like the first four weeks of clinic i was coming home just exhausted i had no empathy left i had nothing in me i was just like man i got to thursday and i was like i don't know how it's gonna go i don't have i don't have a lick i don't have a lick of energy left in me and then yesterday now that clinic's got just a touch better the just the cognitive overload of everything is a little bit less now that I kind of have a little bit more set in my pathways. I'm coming home because I'm tired because I enjoyed clinic and I got to put a lot of energy in my into my patients, which has been a really refreshing transition because I was like, this is going to be a long career if this is me just coming home every night. Like, man, I couldn't even like talk to my mom sometimes. I was like, I, I just can't. I, I got no, no energy left. Um, so... It's been really helpful to just ask, asking the questions that put you on the path you want to be on. You know, like we were saying, there's no, there's no set framework as to how these calls go. You know, sometimes it's like Jared was saying, just side conversations about life, recommendations here and there. So there's a little every, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. You know, I, it's been one of the surprise things that I don't think Jared and I foresaw coming in. We were kind of, okay, it's going to be very, you know, strictly clinical and things. And we've kind of let it take to whatever folks felt like they needed. And it's been a lot of like, how the heck do I document and stay on top of this when I got, you know, three people coming in during an hour time period? And, uh, you know, how do I, you know, how do I not burn out, man? I don't see myself rolling down this path and surviving it. If I keep keep going on the road, I'm going down. Um, and, you know, some folks have techs and support personnel. How do I utilize them? How do I get everybody on the team? How do I work with differing practice styles in my in my clinic? It's been it's been interesting seeing that. You know, obviously we've been it's been heavy on the clinical side, but just the the kind of environment around your practice and your life and and your career pursuits and things have been um, interesting. It's been interesting to see people's you know really kind of kind of get a little bit more pointed in the direction of kind of how to kind of grow. I think definitely Jared and I would have loved that. I was just kind of like, you know, and I was a kind of a job jump and never found the perfect scenario in my early in my career because I thought one existed um, and I was going to find it. And uh, But then you realize that you can make most scenarios work well for you um, if you just kind of have some principles and processes in place. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been cool watching you and, and others in the program kind of see their kind of career. And, and I love the fact that you're enjoying clinic. I think that is one of those things that I remember, too, is this like, I can't I'm not going to be able to do this for until I'm 60, 50, maybe not even 40. If I can't, this is just going to crisp me up and burn me up and spit me out. And, you know, I think it's another reason Jared Guy started the program is because we saw a lot of new grads hitting that situation. And um really struggling and uh, i know jared and i both have been there um with it um <clears throat> kyle if somebody you know is kind of on the fence thinking about doing a program such like ours or, or something just to get mentorship and get coaching because i think there's there's this you know the weekend course versus like you know this gets obviously a little bit more deeper into into things where, where do you think this kind of program kind of separates itself from that weekend course uh you know two-day uh course and as far as that is that's concerned Concerned. Yeah, I think, I guess if you, like, you know, make it analogous to clinic, when, when you start that discharge process with the patient, you're going down from like two times a week to one time a week to one time every other week, and you get to kind of see that patient for the next couple of months rather than, hey, you know, we hit our sixth visit, whatever it is, and we're just kind of cutting off, and then, you know, who knows what I'm about to kind of enter into or what the patient's about to do and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's been really similar in that regard here where it's like, you know, you're not just getting a snapshot of who I am as a clinician over the weekend. You know, it could have just been a bad week where I had enter a course and I just don't have any, you know, I just don't really engage in it. It's not a good course for me, that kind of stuff. So 
yeah, there's been some weeks where because we've had this, you know, this, ten, this, this 10 weeks at this point together, you know, a couple of weeks, you don't have the, the greatest kind of engagement in that, that regard, but, you know, you come back the next week and you get to have a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new on call experience. So, and then it also just kind of helps with, it gives you time to get comfortable with, you know, what can and can't be done here, you know, and, and that weekend course, at least for me, like, I'm not one to jump in super quick day one to just be like, oh, like, let me, let me be the one to ask all my questions and get all my answers and all this kind of stuff. So it's allowed a little bit of time to kind of develop that, you know, that, you know, that relationship between you guys where I feel a little bit more comfortable kind of reaching out, texting you guys, not just, you know, not just about, again, not about clinic, but just a lot of different kind of things. And that having that 10, 12 weeks to do so helps a ton with just that comfort level. And, you know, that one week in clinic, I might not have seen anything that I haven't seen before. So then if I go to that, that weekend course, it's like, well, I already saw everything I know. So what am I going to learn from you guys? And then that next week, an absolute tornado comes through. And I'm like, ah, here's seven foot evals I've never seen before. Like, I need a little help now. So like that, that's where it's nice. And, and you know, that even if that, that week happened, you still have three or four weeks where you can kind of process it and then come back and revisit it and see, you know, hey, what else am I missing? Or similarly with the patients, you know, you, I've had a couple of patients. I'm like, oh, these are straightforward cases. And then I'm six weeks in and I'm like, all right, this isn't as straightforward as I, as I originally thought. But I didn't miss out on the opportunity to talk to you guys about it. So that's been that's been the, the nicest part about having a, a prolonged mentorship in that regard. Very cool, man. And, and, and again, like, like I said, <clears throat> it's been it's been cool to watch. And one of the things that was rattling around in my head, you were you were talking about kind of the, some of the stuff that comes up on calls. Uh, you know, Ben, he he's off. He's always on calls at the same time with you, and you know, he usually comes in. He's always got like. He's like, what do you think about this diagnosis? Hey, what does the research say on this diagnosis? Let's talk about thoracic outlet syndrome. Let's talk about PFPS. Hey, let's talk about this, that, and the other. Like, he, he's usually like got a list of like very concrete things, uh, and it's cool to have like that in there because then you have some people listening and and everything. But then what was funny is Ben Ben and I jumped on a deep dive call the other day, and not a clinical thing came up. It was like, Hey, what is my, what does my two, four and six year plan need to be like, where am I going? Like, uh, and this struggle between, um, <laughs> like principles of stoicism versus a growth mindset. Like, Hey, where, where, how do I fall in on that? So this is, that's just something that Mark and I never thought, you know, was actually going to come up in a clinical mentorship was all of this stuff. But, uh, it, it, it occurred to me, it was like, well, all of this stuff is relevant for patient care too, right? It, it's not just what their what their body presents like and what their special test looks like. It's other things like what's going on in their life, what's their plan, what's their experience, what's their goals, and all that sort of stuff moving forward. Um, so, kind of, kind of, with that being said, like I was wondering what what value that you've perceived out of those small like those small group calls like you know the rapid fire calls if those have been more valuable to you or if the deep dive calls have been more valuable or you just you get different things from each one i think you i mean obviously you get different things from each one um i really enjoy the deep dive calls at least you know the ones that i've had you do kind of get that hour where it is really just you can talk about anything and i think in my experience too we haven't had too many you know clinical deep dive calls where it's just been like hey there's so much going on you're years ahead of me you know how do i catch up to that point how do i surpass that point 
And so the deep dive calls for me, I feel like have been really instrumental in framing a mindset of growth and giving me some sort of idea of how to get there. And then it's been a lot of talking about, you know, I know you've got all the book recommendations for me and, you know, the, the psychology aspect of things and just like the human nature kind of stuff, which for me, that's, that's what I really enjoy, you know, understanding like kind of the human as a whole. So those are really cool. And that the, the weekly calls, at least for me, they kind of just, I really like them. I almost as like a, a checkpoint every week. Cause like when I'm in clinic now in the back of my, like, I, I love all my, my previous CIs. I love all my professors and that kind of stuff. But everybody resonates differently with, you know, everybody on a, you know, like on that level. And so for me, knowing that I'm in clinic or I'm about to go to clinic, I'm having a lot of these, like, oh, I'm about to say this to the patient, but I, I know, I know I can't say it because Jared and Mark, I know I'm going to check in on them, you know, Monday or Thursday. And I can't bring up the fact that I just, like, ignored this. Like, I just, like, so the, 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 the weekly check-ins are really nice to kind of have for me that just that touchstone of like, hey, someone's going to be watching you a little bit and they probably know that you need to kind of step up your game sometimes. And that just helps me. So they, they each offer a little bit different of a, you know, a clinical kind of guys there. And then, yeah, seeing what other clinicians that you know, are as motivated as you and are on the same path of trying to make themselves a better clinician, seeing what their questions are, seeing that, you know, other people are going through things that I was, that I'm also going through, um, has been really helpful, especially from some of the more seasoned clinicians, you know, a couple of years out, you know, there's been many times, at least on Mark's call, I know, where I brought up something and this guy's chimed in, oh yeah, that, that's happened to me, this person chimed in, oh yeah, no, like that's, that's part of the process, all that kind of stuff. So having more clinicians that A, are striving to be the best clinician they can, and you kind of have just, you know, a little bit more innate level of respect for them is really helpful to know that we're all kind of going through the same kind of just like nebulous experience of just trying to guide our way through clinic in this world of just trying to get people better. So they both offer a lot of different insight and they're both really valuable, I think. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting on the calls just to see people, you know, because oftentimes and I, I always remember being told this, but like if you have a question, you know, pipe up because most of the folks in those group are going to have similar questions or similar experiences that they can share. And it's been it's been fun. I think we every time I teach a course and definitely in this mentorship, we get to see other people's perspectives because everybody might look at a problem and, and have different life experiences that bring them into that scenario to, to interpret and maybe act a little differently than than Jared or myself. So I've, I've actually had some some nice little times where I was like, you know, I didn't really look at it that way or never ever thought about it that way as we've been kind of navigating some of these calls. But yeah, it's been fun watching everybody interact and, and, and kind of sharing some of their battle stories, I guess, and some of the same struggles um, that they've been they've been going with in practice. But uh, um, I don't know if I, I think let's let's wrap it up there because I want to respect your time, Kyle, and I really appreciate again, Jared. I want to thank you first off for for jumping in. It was kind of the um, I guess initial launching of the of this program. And uh, we've been pumped to kind of see you kind of go through and, and grow the way you've grown and, um, you know, got obviously a lot of a lot of continued growth potential that we know you're going to continue to kind of move forward. And it's it's fun seeing clinicians who are who are dedicated to their craft, who want to be good 
and who don't uh, put a ceiling on what they can accomplish with things. So it's been fun watching you um, kind of navigate that process and, and to be a part of it's been been fun. And I'm, we're hoping to, um, you know, see other folks who are in similar because I, I think your story definitely resonates with how Jared and I felt when we were in your shoes, like, oh, F, dude, this clinic <laughs> is going to kill me. I don't it's, it's nothing is black and white is what I was taught. And, uh, you know, and I just can't the, the freaking empathy meter just is non-existent by like, like you said by thursday you're struggling to like you know navigate through the rest of the day and then friday is a whole nother animal but uh so yeah just wanted to thank you so much and before we stop today if any of you guys are listening to this and think this might be something if you're hearing yourself and what kyle and jared and i've uh, spoke about and you're interested in possibly getting into the program or something like that or you just want to have a conversation with jared or myself and, and talk about, is this a good fit for me? And do you think it would be something that could help me? Uh, jump on modernpaincare.com forward slash supercharged and we can set up a call and have a, a discussion with you, see if the program's a good fit, or at least, uh, you know, even on those calls we've had with numerous folks, we've at least been able to give some career advice and some directions or maybe pointing people to other resources that are available or other people that might be able to better be positioned to help them with ed- problems that maybe aren't, aren't in the supercharged uh, programs uh, privy to, to um, help them with. But if it's something you're interested in, yeah, reach out either, either through that link or, or message us on social media, and we're happy to have you guys jump aboard and uh, have a call, and we can see if it's a good fit. But anyway, let's wrap it up for today. Really appreciate again your time, Kyle, Jared, of course. Good seeing you as always. And until next time, we will uh, see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Modern Pain Podcast with Dr. Mark Karchula. Join us next time as we continue our journey to help change the story around pain. For more information on the show, visit modernpaincare.com. Also, visit the Pain Masterminds Network on Facebook for free education and resources. This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. Please consult a licensed professional for your specific medical needs. Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast.